Okay, Eo Perek Lamates. It's unclear why there is a break between Lamates and Lamates. It's really a continuation of Akadosh Baruch Hu talking to Eov. Uh, but that's the way we have it. Again, it's uh, most assumed that the Prakim that we have in Tanakh are non-Jewish uh, sources, so we can't ask really any kashas. But uh, Perek Lamates spoke about Akadosh Baruch Hu talking to Eov. Do you understand everything? Do you understand uh, <coughs> how I created the world? Do you understand um, how... Uh, the uh, constellations work. Do you understand how rain works? So this part continues the same theme and says, do you understand how the animal kingdom works and uh, how I take care of every single uh, detail of, of every animal? And there are animals that have so many opposite and different natures, and every one of them I take care of, but I'm Mashkiachan. And the message of the parak is, if I do all of that, so how is it possible that I am not Mashkiach on you, Eov? Yes, you might not understand everything, but recognize that I am for sure Mashkiach on you. And that is what the Mafarshim explained the entire, uh, throughout the entire parak. Rav Schwab at the end of the parak says, in summary, this revelation is telling Eov to intellectualize that which he had already heard earlier, <laughs> that everything in nature fairly shouts out mikneh, possession, owned property. God created this. There is great intelligence behind all of this, and everything has its purpose. So, says God, if I created the natural world with, with such great thought and detail, do you think I would overlook you, Eov, the righteous human being? Don't you think I'm watching everything that you do and that happens to you? Right, and he says again, he says, if I place, place close attention to animals, how could you, Eov, think that I ignored you, who are such a righteous human being? Unquestionably, each section, each animal, and its trait mentioned in this revelation have additional, much deeper meanings than which has been stated in Pashat Pshat, but uh, the Pashat meaning is also that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is involved and talks about the beauty and the amazing essence of all the animals. Says the Ramban, Hu Yisbarach Yodea B'minim U'Be'ishim U'Mashgiach Aleim Le'Shev Olamobahen He understands every type of species. Lohotzimi Daito Firas Hasaras HaYediyah V'Ashgacha To remove from his heart from his mind, the denial of uh, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu uh, is not involved, and that's the message of this um, of this of this chapter of this parak uh, for us. Also, the Gemara, remember, says in Maseches Erevin that we can learn a lot just from the animals. It's as if you get a feeling that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is saying, "Yo, look at my animal kingdom." Isn't it unbelievable? And you have no idea how it works. There are so many different kinds of animals. The ones that like it in the desert and ones that like it in the city. And ones that like being near people, ones that like it not near people. And there are nocturnal and there are daytime animals. So there are so many. right? So Eov recognized that everything is beyond and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is all-powerful. The Gemara in Erevin, we mentioned this, I think, recently, uh, talks about what we can learn from the animals just by looking at the animals. Again, the emphasis of this parak is just that there are so many different animals, you don't know why they do things. Okay, we can learn from them. That's the Gemara in Erevin. And Kufr, Imali lo nitna Torah, hayinu We would have learned sneas from a cat, gezlo minimala, they don't steal from each other, arayos miyona, arayos we will learn from a yona who is monogamous, we will learn a lot from the from the animals. And Chazal use animals often in terms of teaching us. We don't have to look farther than the Tur Arachaim Simon Aleph, the first statement of the Tur in all of Arachaim. He quotes the Mishnah from Perkiyavos Yehuda Ben Tema Omer, the first the first statement in all of Tur Shulchan Arach mentions animals. Havi az kanamer, be as strong as a namer. We'll translate it as a leopard. Vakal kanasher, nasher is, some say eagle, others say vulture. Rots katzvi, as fast as a deer. Vigibar kari, 
And as strong as the lion. So in order to understand Yehuda Tema, you have to understand what these animals are. La'asos ratzon avichash v'ashamayim to do the ratzon of your of uh, <laughs> of your uh, father. I think I went so upshot. I think uh, Bitterman once quoted upshot. Why doesn't it just say Biaz and Kal and Rutz and Gibor? Why does it have to use the animals? So again, Pasha upshot is that to make it more real because you know we know we understand what these animals are and how strong they are and how fast they are. But others say he said another upshot that it's not that these animals have to fight to do this. This is their nature. This is their essence. A Tzvi ruts, Tzvi runs, and a Ari is a Gibor, and a Nesher flies. Flies cow in in flight, so we have to try to make it natural. That's the goal. Like these animals, it's natural, so we have to try to make it natural. But again, that's the the idea of animals, and that's what Hakadosh Baruch Hu is telling Eov in this parak. Look around at the beautiful, amazing animal kingdom, and you see understanding the world is beyond. You can't even understand the animals. You're going to try to understand Scharva Onesh, says the says the uh, parak. Hayadata, do you know Eov? Do you know about when the Ya'ale Sela have to give birth? Cholel Ayelos Tishmar, when the Ayelos have to be uh, protected during their birthing process? The Gemara and Boabasra, Daftazayin and Rashi quotes it here that both of these animals have a very difficult and unique type of childbirth, right? The uh, Ya'alos, this is the Baal Basra on Daftazayin. The Gemara said, again, Rabbi Slifkin in the Sefer talks about. Uh, we might not know exactly what these animals are, and therefore we might not know the um, to match the signs to the description in the Gemara, or it's symbolic uh, that it has some type of difficulty in childbirth. But we don't understand what that what that that, that difficulty is, because from our point of view, we don't see difficulty. But either way, um, the Gemara says when Eov says to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, maybe you mixed up, maybe there's no Ashkacha. So says the Gemara, Yalazu Achzaris Albaneha. This Yala is very brazen and does not care for her children. When she's about to give birth, she goes to the top of a mountain, so the baby will just come out of her and die. I make sure that a nesher is flying by exactly when the baby is about to come out and carries it down and it's uh, safe. And if there was one second later or earlier, the, the child, the offspring, would die. And this species would cease to exist. You think I got mixed up? In the, 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 the deep, uh, intense, specific hashgacha for animals is there. You think for people it wouldn't be there? And then the second half of the Pasuk says the Gemara, This Ayala has a very narrow uterine um Way way out the the uterus and the cervix it's all small. What happens? The baby is not going to be able to, the offspring is not going to be able to come out at that moment when she's about to give birth. I get a snake. The snake comes and bites the ayala at that moment in order to um, widen the birthing canal. And later on, it, it loosens her up and then she gets uh, better better from it. And if it wouldn't happen at that moment, miad mesa. Mian Mesa, immediately she would die. Right, it would be uh, it would be mixed up, right? And Eo, uh, that's not right. That's Eo was speaking without Das. That's that. This is what the Gemara says. Amar Rava, Mikanchi Nada Mifas Bershas Saro. Interesting. The Vilna Gon says maybe this Gemara is alluding to something uh, something much deeper. 
and uh, the narrow birthing canal. Says the Gra, this Ayala is Ayala Tashachar, has to do with the Geula of Am Yisrael. If there's not enough, it's narrow, there's not enough Zuchuyos for us to get uh, merit the redemption. HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings the Darkom, brings the snake, brings Tsaris, brings enemies. And through the long gullus that we've had, we're earning, we're widening the birthing canal of Mashiach every generation, every tsara that we that we go through. And uh, the, uh, the Panavich Rebbe also says that and after each dark stage of history, there's always a birth. And every, say it this way, every birth and every amazing thing that happened in Kalah Yisrael throughout the past thousands of years was preceded by uh, a terrible tsara and a terrible tragedy and time period and crusades and pogroms and, and holocaust. So that, that always preceded uh, Geula right afterwards. It's the way of life to have darkness and then light, and maybe that's alluded to in this Pasuk as well. So that's Pasuk Aleph, right? Do you know that the uh, the time, the birth, the birth and the uh, the messages, Tispar, again, Rav Slifkin says in his in his uh, encyclopedia of the uh, Torah encyclopedia of the animal kingdom, we don't match up exactly to know exactly what the difficulty in in the birthing process is for these hinds, uh, but obviously there's something deep meant by Chazal. Tispar, Yerachim, Tabalana, could you count the, the months of the gestation, the Adata is the Tana when it's going to give birth, Tehrana Yaldean Tefalachna, right when it bends, uh, da- crouches down, and they and they um, you know give out their offspring, Chevleam Teshalachna, and also they they rid themselves of their Chevel of their agony, Yachlemu Benayim Yerbavar and their children, their offspring quickly mature, Yatsu Veloshavolam when they never come back. Some animals, the mothers don't take care of the offspring, and yet they survive. Eov, you know how that is? I created an amazing animal kingdom. Mishilach Perachavshi. Now we're going to the next set of animals. Who said the different types of donkeys and mules? Mishilach Perachavshi. Who sent the para? Who made this type of donkey free? Umosros Arod Mipiteach. An Arod and a para, all different types of wild donkeys. Asher Samti Beso. They live in the desert. And it's Mishkan, where they settle, is arid, is dry, and, and they, they like to live out there. Who, who feeds them? They laugh at the, at the city. They don't want to be there. They won't hear um, any re- revelry um, or celebration of the Nogais that when he tries to tame it. Yutur harim mireo, they will search out the mountains. The achar kal yaroki dosh, and they'll search out any type of of greenery. But these animals are, are totally untamable. And again, the question is, what is this animal? There are certain types of donkeys that are not tameable. Hayove reim avdecha. Now next, the oxen. Will 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 you try to rein in and use an ox? Im yolin alavusecha. Will it sleep by your trough? Hatikshar reim betalam avazo. Could you tie it up? Some animals are just undomesticatable. Imi sadeira malkim acharecha will it uh, will you be able to uh, rely on it to make your valleys um, fertile? Hasiftach boki rav kocho could you rely on it? Could you really use it as a servant? Vesasovi lecha elav yigiacha and leave your yigia for it to do? Hatam in boki ashuv zarecha do you believe it? Right? Who 
who is mashkiach on all of these animals, all of these different types of animals. Again, some like it in the desert, as we said. Some types of donkeys like it there. Some types of donkeys like it there. And uh, the first to explain, this is this is the godless of what Hakadosh Baruch Hu is telling Eov that uh, you have to recognize that this is all from my chachma. Hakadosh Baruch Hu has pointed out, says Rav Schwab, the different natures of animals which he created. Some are docile and easily domesticated and love the company of man. And there are others who love their freedom and will stubbornly reject any effort to control them. They would rather seek their food in the wild than being fed by man. Who do you think provides for their sustenance in the wild is the rhetorical question. Right? And this is, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says in the previous parak, look at the sun and the moon and the stars and look at the meteorological um, powers. And this parak is all about, look at the look at the animals. Kanaf, Hakadosh Baruch Hu could have created the world without a lot of these animals. Obviously, it's a perfect world, and somehow all the animals are part of the puzzle. And now, Hashem talks about the ostrich, let's translate it as. Kanaf, right, the wings of the ostrich are praised. Im evra chasida venotza. Also the chasida, the stork, some of these animals, the ostriches, they leave its eggs. Most uh, birds stay over their eggs, but then some of them are, are brazen. We spoke about the raven. They leave their eggs. They leave it for the for the earth to warm. They don't sit on it. They don't realize that uh, a foot could come and kick it and scatter it. And the wild animals could crush it. The, the Hashem puts it in the nature of some of these birds to leave its young as if it's not theirs. To, for, for nothingness was the hard work. Hashem took away this wisdom from it to stay with its young. And didn't give it that wisdom. Ke'es mamaron tamri, and now it goes, it rebels, so to speak, against what's above. Tishak lasus lurachbo. Well, that'll be the uh, the next topic. But again, this is talking about the birds, and Akash Baruch wants to take care of sometimes of birds whose nature it is. Why did Hashem make some take care of their young, some of them not? I can tell you, remember, we used to live in Woodmere. There were geese. They used to lay uh, eggs and, or be with their young. And when they were just walking around, they were very scared of humans. But if a human would come by near their young, all of a sudden they got a different nature. They would hiss. They would uh, try to scare the humans away. This protective, inherent uh, nature that they developed at certain times. And some birds have it, some birds don't. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsu, interestingly, Rabbi Yaakov says in Parshish Kisavo, he quotes from the Haggadah. In Haggadah we say that... Amalenu uh, elu habanim. Amalenu is the banim. So he wonders what, where is uh, where is the Amalenu? Uh, where is that the um, a reference? Right? Lo How do we know Amalenu is referenced to banim? So he quotes. Oh, it's, it's a betheirish pasuk. It's not even a drasha. Our pasuk here. Lorik yegia belopachad yegia is a reference here to offspring. He goes also pasuk in Yeshayo. The banim nikram yegia va'amah pshuto shalmikra. If you know Psukim, if you know Tanakh, if you know Psukim and Eov, then you would know where this comes from. Uh, continuing, now we go on to talk about horses. Amazing um, stallions and horses that go out to fight battles. Now, she, uh, I'm sorry, that Pasuk, uh, according to some of the Rishonim, is still talking about the bird. right? Sometimes the bird will run away and laugh at the, at the horse and the rider uh, as it tries to escape. 
Next, Hatitein Lasus Gvura, did you, Eov, give the Gvura to the horse? Hatalbish Savaro Rama, did you give it, uh, make its neck so fear, fearless? Hatarishenu Ka'arbe, Hod Nachroema, when it, when it brays and when it makes noise, it's, it's, it scares, it, and it's loud. Yachru Ba'emek, it'll search out in the valley, Yasis Pakov, Yitzilakras Neshach, it'll go into battle. That's the nature of these battle horses. Yitzchak Lafacha Vloyechas, it won't be fearful. And it won't be scared, it won't return, because there's a sword. Even if it sees a sword out of its sheath, it's going to fight. In fear and trepidation, it drinks up the ground. What does that mean? Rashi says it makes holes as it runs. Others say it's just like a, a, a way of speech, it, it, like it covers grounds. And it won't uh, be mamin, and he won't believe it when the horn sounds, when the shofar sounds. It'll keep going. But they shofar yomar It'll go into Bahama. Eof, did you create all of these amazing uh, bravery of the of the horse? What about a hawk or another type of a bird? From did, does it spread its wings based on how your understanding? Every bird is different. Some birds are colorful. Some birds have a long wingspan, a shorter wingspan. Does the nesher go up based on what you say? And does it, do you do you know why it lifts up its its uh, nest? It'll, it'll go hide in the clefts of the rock. Every animal, every bird has its own place of of uh, resting. You look all the way up so high, sometimes so high on on, on trees. That's where they are, and. Kadosh Baruch Hu created all of it. Misham Chafar Ochel LeMeirachok Enav Yabitu could see very far away. There's much to discuss. And finally, Efrochav, the the uh, small eagles or the small uh, vultures, Yaalu Ludam will gobble up Dam. Rashi says this is an Anamanapia. When they gulp down, it's all 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 right. It's gulping down the blood. Ubasher Chalalim Shamhu. Wherever you see corpses. Or carcasses, that's where these birds are. I saw one of the Rebbe's, Bir Hasidah, says, Ubashar Chalalim, wherever you see Chalal, wherever you see emptiness, Shamhu, God is there. God is there. Make sure you realize there's no place empty of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Interesting, this whole parak has been all about uh, animals and HaKadosh Baruch Hu telling Eov, look at this beautiful animal kingdom. You, you, you see the hashgacha that's on every animal. Of course there's hashgacha on people. Or you can't fathom how this world works. You can't fathom how, how I work. It's about Siga HaKadosh Baruch Hu through the world. The famous Rambam that we probably quoted many times already over the course of the Shiurim. And you saw the Atara Beis Beis. That one of the ways to bring Avas Hashem is to look at the world. To look at the world. B'shashi is bonin adam b'maisav u'bru'av haniflaim hagdolim. To look at the amazing creations. The Yiramayam Chachma so Shain La Erk locates to see uh, infinite Chachma. Mihanu Oev Umishabeach Umifire. He immediately loves and praises and desires. Taiva Gedola Leda Shemagod Moshamar David, Sama Nafshi Lilokim Lokelchai. This is put together. The Akronim wonder this that the Ramam here says Avaz Hashem comes from looking at the world. If you look in the Sefer Mitzvahs, Avaz Hashem, the Rambam quotes the Brisa, that Avaz Hashem comes through learning Torah. That's different, right? Mitzvah Shlishis, the third mitzvah in the Sefer Mitzvah's count. Chesivanu la'avo yisala v'jeshudis boni v'naskil b'tzvosav u'polosav ajunasigeo v'nis aneg b'hasagoso tachlis atainu. And then quotes the Brisa, the Sifri, eni yadea kitzir o'hevas ha'makom, t'avolomar v'hayu ad v'ramayela. 
So, so where does Avat Hashem come from? Does it come from looking around at the world as it's described here in this parak, looking at the animals? Or is it the Torah? So a different shot of given. The Rafutner talks about this in his Pachad Yitzchak on Shvuis in Maimar Chav Gimel. Refers talks about this in 19 letters. Different shot them are given. Some say, well, the first step is the world. And you, you're pulled in by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for, And then once you have that, so then you could... Uh, continue by learning Torah. And refers to it as kind of the opposite. The Torah has to color how I look at the world. So it's kind of like, first I have to have Torah, and then I, I see the world through Torah eyes and Torah glasses. But either way, this is um, different ways of understanding. But again, the HaKadosh Baruch was telling one way to Eov, recognize uh, what the world is, what Hashgacha is, and this is a message that you really need to hear, Eov. Uh, and again, Eov is... Um, does not answer, uh, does not uh, complain after this, as we'll see at the beginning of the next parak. Hashem is going to offer Eov to say something, and Eov is going to say something very short before Hakadosh Baruch Hu answers him uh, again. Okay, we will stop here. Three more, Hashem, after this one in this sefer.